Hey there, friends. Jay Revel here. Welcome to another episode of Mid-Am Crisis. Thanks for tuning in, as always. Got a wonderful listening experience for today. A very good friend of mine uh, and fellow Tallahassee native, uh, Lauren Harrison. Lauren is one of the great PR mavens in the golf world. Uh, a lot of people in the media side of golf know her, have heard of her, and have worked with her. She's worked with all sorts of different clients across the industry, uh, representing the entire TPC network for the PGA Tour. She's worked with numerous resorts all across the Caribbean. Uh, you name it, she probably knows them in the, name of, uh, in the game of golf. Uh, she's now taken a new gig uh, for an awesome company that is really growing rapidly called X Golf. Uh, she's their new vice president for marketing and public relations. And again, had a great chance to catch up with her. Uh, been a little bit since we've had a chance to kind of debrief on all the things she's got going on. We talked X Golf. We talked about her father, Sid Matthew, who is one of my favorite people. He is the foremost Bobby Jones historian expert on the planet. We talked about stories from growing up around his world, including knowing Sean Connery. We talked about her having the opportunity to work with places like Champions Retreat and launching the Augusta National Women's Amateur and just all kinds of fun stuff across the world of golf. She also provided, I think, some really great tips for people uh, who maybe are in different aspects of the golf industry. Uh, on how they can elevate their brand uh, in uh, 2021 and beyond. Anyway, Lauren's great, wonderful episode. If you don't know Lauren, I highly recommend you give her a follow on Twitter uh, and keep an eye out for what she's doing with X Golf. Um, as always, uh, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I'm just so humbled by the comments and the feedbacks. If you get a chance, I would love for you to subscribe to the show. I would love for you to leave a review and a comment uh, on uh, iTunes or any of your favorite listening channels. Uh, tell your friends, share it with everybody you get a chance to, trying to build a little bit of a community conversation here about the game of golf and the people who are investing their time and energy and effort and love to make our game so great. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Without further ado, my friend, Lauren Harrison. Enjoy the show. Lauren. Hey, Jay. What's going on? What's up, my man? Ah, just another day here in God's country. <laughs> God's country. That's it. That's it. How's things down in uh, uh, the greater St. Mark's area? Uh, <laughs> the greater St. Mark's. Um, it's good. It's good. The weather was beautiful today. We uh, uh, ran out on the boat early first light this morning. It was slick and foggy we could hardly even see but we ran out and put some lines in and had had a little bit of action no keepers but um it was awesome uh, we were back in and back at back by at the computer working by 9 nine thirty. so it was pretty it was pretty good good morning yeah love it down here you can't beat that it uh, i've been working outside most of the day today and um i was on the phone with someone i was telling them you know we, we go through uh, three or four months of literal hell here in Tallahassee every year. It's like, uh, you know, walking around the devil's jockstrap. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, we get, but we also get about seven months of just pure, absolute, perfect weather. And it's just yeah. awesome. And December is, is increasingly becoming my favorite month. Cause you know, you know, once you layer on all the holidays, feels good and Christmas reset and everything, especially this year. But you add a little, little, little crispy air. It just, it just gets magical around here. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. We are, we are very fortunate. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, yeah. How's life been for you? It's been, uh, what a month or so now since you jumped into your new gig. Yeah. A, a, a little less than that, but yeah, I, um, it's, it's good. It's, it's wild. You know, I, I keep telling everybody it's kind of like, um, I feel like I'm just feeling my way around in the dark right now. I, uh, you know, when you go from something that you've been doing for uh, the, almost a decade and then jump into something completely new, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, you're a little bit uncertain of yourself. And, you know, I could, I could have done my job in 
at the agency blindfolded. I mean, you hand me a new client, it's a new challenge, and you just unravel it and you figure out and you set strategy and then you, you know, you go. Um, and now it's, it's, it's similar to that, but it's just, um, there's just a lot of big projects that need to, that need to happen. And so it's almost like, what do you do first? You know, it's, so it's, it's a bit daunting, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, you just take one bite of the elephant at a time and, and try and tip away at it. So that's what I've been, I've been doing. You know, you you talked about you know the last decade being uh, you know one of the uh, the great PR mavens in the golf world. Um, what are some of the things that maybe have been lasting takeaways from you now that you've sort of exited at least that that the side of it that you were working in? Um, what what are, what are what are some of your great observations from that effort? Um, gosh, that's a great question. I mean. You know, I, I, I really cut my teeth there. I mean, I, I came from a former marketing role um, before I started with the agency. And but I really cut my teeth um, at, at the Zimmerman agency. I, I really did. I learned so much. And kind of I guess one of the biggest things is like you never you never really you never really stop learning because you're always approaching new industries. Um, you know, right before I left, we, we got on a uh, cyber insurance company and, and you learn the world of cybersecurity and, and figure out how to tell those, those stories. And, um, you know, I worked on destinations from Aruba and Belize and Park City and then, you know, hotel brands, hard rock hotels and casinos. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it, it's always ever evolving. Um, and, you know, you're constantly playing in a lot of different sandboxes and working on a lot of different pieces of business, a lot of different industry types. Um, the PR tactics really remain the same across all industries, but it just, it allowed it allowed me to learn so much about so many different things um, that uh, it's really broadened my skill set more than I ever could have possibly imagined. Um, so that so that's probably one of the lasting takeaways. Um, I got to do I, I, I got to do some really incredible things. I mean, I got to travel to incredible places, have incredible experiences. Um, you know, and, and I'll forever cherish those, those memories, um, you know, sports illustrated swimsuit photo shoot, um, probably one of the most challenging, uh, physical, um, physical trips of my life. It was like 10 days of hauling and schlepping tents and food baskets and coolers and, you know, but it was so cool to be behind the scenes and, watching the models and the photographers and um, shuttling them around all over the island. That was probably a, a legacy trip. Um, you know, uh, we, we did a couple years ago, I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, in the Dominican, when there was that tainted alcohol case, all yeah. of that news bubbling up about that, that was probably one of the craziest times aside from 2020 the pandemic was probably the 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 worst thing that i've ever been through in my professional career but the punta cana crisis was insanity it was that was several weeks of straight insanity trying to uh to mitigate the damage there for hotel brand um that was pretty crazy stand out um and then i mean of course i could go on and on and on about all of the golf experiences that that I've been able to uh, have the privilege of working on from, you know, my very first birdies bloggers and brew BBB at TPC <laughs> and San Antonio. That was back when they weren't, they weren't called influencers. They were called bloggers mm -hmm. and bloggers was what we were really trying to attract. And we, we, we thought we were so cutting edge and then, uh, you know, tapping into this, um, medium that was not mainstream and, and the realization back then that, that people were really gravitating more towards, 
um, you know, what, what was then bloggers, but now, now influencers. Um, so that was, that was pretty awesome. And then we've replicated that program at TBC Sawgrass, um, which was a phenomenal experience. And, um, going to Columbia to TPC Cartagena, um, that was, that was really insane. I remember calling my dad and being like, dad, I'm going to Columbia. And he said, no, you're not. And I was like, dad, I, I'm a 30 year old woman. I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm going to Columbia. <laughs> and he's like, well, you're not going by yourself. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going by myself. Um, so, uh, so that was fun. And, and Columbia is a beautiful country. Cartagena is, is absolutely stunning. Um, gosh. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, the um, going out to Scottsdale to reopen stadium, the stadium course out there. We had some uh, had some some great people on that trip. Shane Bacon, Darren Bunch. Um, we did a a uh, the notorious second story fireball drop <laughs> on that trip, where I had had enough alcohol in me to to think that a beautiful stream of fireball would just rain down and, and pour in a stream just right into my mouth. And <laughs> no, it, 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 it did not work out that way. It went all over my face. <laughs> uh, I think somebody's still got a picture somewhere of this. That's uh, uh, that's a natural inclination for a Florida state grad though, you know, to just, just assume that works. <laughs> I, you know, I just envisioned that it would be like the perfect pour, <laughs> just this beautiful, like perfect pour. It was in one of the casitas at the at the Fairmont Princess, and I just, you know, right off the balcony. Yeah. Um, you know, just think think that would that would happen, but no, I was uh, I was I was super sticky after that. So. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I so. You know, a few years ago, I was in your dad's office, and uh, you know, for the for those who are, are going to hear uh, the the reference to your father, we're talking about Sidney Matthew, the world's foremost expert historian on Bobby Jones and all things uh, of that era. Um, I, I was over there in in, in Sid Vicious's uh, you know uh, library lounge, you know, listening to some tall tales one afternoon, and told him about some things I was working on. He goes, "Oh, well." you need to talk to my daughter. You know, she's it. She's the girl. She's, she's the one that knows everybody in the golf world. I'm like, well, who is this you're talking about? And, uh, he introduced us and, and I, it has been such a great pleasure getting to know you the last few years. And, and he was right. You, you really do know just about everybody in the game of golf, I feel like. And so, you know, my, my Rolodex has grown considerably because of this relationship. Um, <laughs> But, you know, now you're taking that, you know, into this new role with uh, exciting new company, X-Golf America. What what um, was the impetus for that jump? Well, you know, I, I, um, I, I've been with the agency for just about 10 years. I kind of reached my ceiling. Um, I reached my ceiling with them probably a few years back and, and I knew that I needed an exit strategy. I knew that I needed to, um, to, to find the next chapter in my career. Um, back then, you know, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, when I started thinking about an exit strategy, I was just like, okay, I really need to start thinking about this. But I just didn't know what I was going to do or, or, or where I was going to go. I, I knew I wanted to be in the golf industry. Um, because like you said, I mean, that's really where my Rolodex is, is the largest. It's, it's what I'm passionate about. It's what I love. And then, and then also too, there's kind of like this fundamental and it may be sappy, I don't know, but really just my, my dad has done so much, um, and so many things that I, I, I wanted to be in the golf industry really to, to honor his legacy and to be able to continue that um, and, and forge that path for our family name as, as cheesy as that might no, <laughs> sound. Um, but I, you know, so, but, but back then I was so slammed, right? Like, 
We were in the middle of a repitch for for the island of Aruba. We I was running Hard Rock Hotels. I was, uh, you know, gosh, I can't even think. The TPC network. We had all of these things going on with TPC. We always did. Um, you know, I was just constantly busy, and I felt like I would leave the agency in a huge lurch. And I would be letting down my, not only my colleagues, but also my clients. And so I was just, you know, I just kept going and going and going and going. And then, you know, the opportunity, like throughout this year, like I said before, I mean, this has been such a crazy, challenging year, I think, for, for everybody. Um, but from an agency side, it was, it was nightmarish, you know, in, in, February, when things really started hitting hard, it was like we were 24-7 drafting crisis communications, internal communications, um, you know, drafting statements left and right. Hotels were shutting down. They were coming to us like, well, what do we do? You know, and it, what's our operating procedure? And it, I mean, it was just it was just pandemonium in a pandemic <laughs> and pan the pandemonium of the pandemic stage. And then it segued very quickly um, in February, March, April into uh, just absolute hemorrhaging of business. And when the hemorrhaging started, um, you know, that's when all of the furloughs and the layoffs and the salary cuts and the, you know, the, the benefit rollbacks and all of those things started happening. And it was just like it, it was just it was just a really, really hard time. And so um, flash forward to, you know, end of September and the way that my account structure was um, enabled me like several of my clients, either their contract what had already ended or they were about to end or they were going to end. And so I was just in a position where all of my all of my accounts were basically gone or managed by a strong account manager that could basically run the account without a supervisor. And and so I was like, you know what, it's time to be up. And so I took a leap of faith and I went in at the beginning of October and I just said, look, like I need to I, I, I'm going to go ahead and put in my resignation like right now. I'm not leaving you in a bind. I'm not leaving my clients in a bind. And, you know, I'm in a position where this is a good time for me to leave. This is the only time that, you know, God is working in my life. Right. And I just knew it was, it was time to go. And so I put in my, I put in my resignation and my husband and I figured out a financial plan for me to, for us to be able to get through the holiday, get through Thanksgiving. And that gave me a solid month to, to find something. Um, and once X golf found out they had already canceled their contracts, they couldn't justify the, the spend with the agency um, and, and canceled their contract and just said, look, like we're going to have to internally figure out how we, how we get lean and mean with our marketing budget so that we can save those, those dollars for operational expense. And, um, so when they found out that I put in my resignation for the agency and that I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing, um, they, they, you know, we had a conversation about it and then we had another conversation about it and they offered me the position to be, to run their marketing. Um, so it was, it, again, God working in my life, hugely opportunistic for me and fortunate for me. Um, they, uh, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I, I had already worked on their piece of business for a while. So I'm, I, I understood the, the concept. I understood their business model. I understood their goals and objectives. Um, so I didn't have to start really fresh. Um, and we had already negotiated to have Paige, Paige Sporanic on board as our brand ambassador. Um, I'm currently in the midst of negotiating another brand ambassadorship that I'm very, very excited about, which I'll be hopefully able to announce before the end of the year. So stay tuned for more on that. But um, yeah, just just really exciting stuff. Um, I, I believe in the brand. I think they're I mean, they're they're growing even amid a pandemic. It's a it's a franchise model. So. 
Um, right now we have 27 open locations. We're about to jump to 37 by, oh gosh, Q1 of next year. Um, and we just recently announced that we're projected to hit 50 locations by the end of 2021. So the fact that they're, they're rapidly growing, they've already doubled year over year over year, um, and they're going to continue to do so until we reach full saturation. And, uh, and yeah, it's kind of, kind of exciting to get, get on boots on the ground and be part of this, uh, part of this team. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, with X golf, uh, you probably I'm sure have had plenty of opportunities to, uh, explain to people, uh, what that company is all about, what that brand's all about. So what's, what's sort of the elevator pitch for, um, for X golf America? Yeah. So it's, it's an indoor simulator, um, entertainment concept. So it is essentially, um, you know, you go in, there's usually about six to eight bays uh, in any given location, sometimes more. Um, they're about the size of a, of a single car garage each, each bay. Um, and there's, there's full bar in every single, every single location. We've got a PGA Pro in every single location. So you can do club fitting and take lessons. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really, you know, people ask me all the time what that, you know, who, who's your core customer? Who are you trying to attract? Is it like, you know, top golf? And, and I, it's, it's not, um, it's not like top golf in a sense that the, the people who come to, to X golfs are people who own a set of clubs. They, they may be novice golfers, but they, they love the game and they're there to play and they're there to um, better their game. Um, so you can go in, you can play around. If, if you're by yourself, you can play around in, in under an hour. And especially in the, the cold weather markets, which is predominantly where we're located, um, the, the winter is obviously our peak season when golf courses, green grass golf is closed. Um, you know, people who, who hardcore play can go in and, um, take their bags or get a set there at, at the store and, and just crush balls, play St. Andrews, play Pebble, play, you know, wherever you want to play and, and play a full round of golf in the wintertime. And then, you know, also those people who work nine to five or eight to five jobs and, and the sun's already gone down after they clock out they can uh they can go in at night and do the same thing so um take lessons and get some get some tacos and some beers and some fireball shots if that's what you want <laughs> and and play some golf so it's uh it's it's super fun um and and you know a lot of the simulator companies a lot of people in our comp set everybody says the same thing and 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 we do too that we have the best technology um, we really like to hang our hat on the fact um, that our short game and putting capabilities are, are hugely accurate. A lot of people who have played on simulators before, they, you know, they're like, eh, they come in, they're like, turn the putting off. I don't, I don't, it, it sucks. Like, that's, it's crap. Like, we don't, we don't want to putt. And we're like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it off if you want to turn it off. But um, you know, try it and, and let us know first and then, and then we'll see. And nine times out of 10, they're like, oh my God, this is incredible. Um, so, so it's really cool because some simulators don't even yeah. have putting capability. And, and so the fact that you can really play from T to green is, is pretty cool. You can work on all facets of your So, game. you know, I found that fascinating that you've got a PGA professional at every, um, location which is certainly unique among um among that segment of the golf industry i would think um and and i love the idea i didn't really think of it in terms of sort of the the antithesis of the regular you know golf season where winter is the peak you know and you're in these sort of snowed in markets up in the northeast and um across the country that's i just think that's fascinating so what kind of things are y'all doing to kind of ramp up that awareness uh as we're getting into the you know throes of winter 
Yeah. So um, right now, so we run our leagues, um, run our leagues in, in peak season. And that's, that's really uh, a huge um, revenue generator. Um, but, the, and, and also they're just fun. You know, we have leagues competing against each other. Um, one of the cool things that we are about to launch is our network, which is going to, to connect all of the stores. Um, so say you've got your homies over in Detroit and you're in Chicago and y'all want to play against each other, you'll be able to play against each other. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then also with our app, you'll be able to have a profile. You'll come in the store. It will download all of your stats, your ball flight, your handicap, you know, all of the rounds, your, your history. Um, so, so that's pretty awesome too. And all of that data and analytics that we'll be gathering is, is going to be pretty crazy. I'm kind of geeked out on all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, some different influencer partnerships and stuff with like uh, Paige and others. What um, What's that portfolio look like? What kind of things are you planning to do with uh, her and others um, in the coming months? Oh man. Um, we've got a lot, I, you know, I, I mean, Paige is just awesome. I, I've, I've known her for, for a little while, actually the Aruba, uh, sports illustrated shoot. Um, she was on that. Um, and then I've also hosted her at, at champions retreat, which I'll, I'll continue to have champions retreat as kind of a side hustle. I can't let go of that <laughs> baby. Um, <laughs> that property is my baby. I, uh, and um, hopeful that that we're going to have the Augusta National Women's Am um, this year, which I think I think we will. So, um, but yeah, so Paige um, has been wonderful to work with. I think we're gonna we're gonna do some fun sweeps with her coming up at the beginning of the year in in Q1, Q2 of 2021. Um, and then you know, I I think once we get this. Um, next brand ambassador signed and on board, I think we'll be able to have a lot of fun collaboration between the two of them. And then, you know, I, the who's who in the golf industry, I'm really hoping to kind of run I, once travel opens back up, I'm, I'm really hoping to go gangbusters and just invite everybody in the world and their mother brother to come, <laughs> to, come to our stores and put together some really fun trips. Um, X golf has a stronghold in Michigan. There's, there's 12 locations, hmm. 12, 13 locations in Michigan. And so I think it would be really cool to run a trip in the spring to, and, and play some phenomenal, you, you know, I mean, you know, there's phenomenal golf course properties up there, Greengrass golf and, and really just showcase the difference between, you know, playing Greengrass golf versus playing on a simulator, um, and get some really cool agendas. So anybody that's listening, if you're a golf influencer, or golf media, know that I'll be hitting you up or land in my inbox for, for an invite. I'd be happy that's to cool. Have you. Um, you're talking about champions retreat, sort of your, uh, side hustle client, uh, that I, I can certainly understand why you'd want to hang on to that. That's a lovely place. One of the, um, just a great golf hang, uh, up there, um, yeah. that, uh, Cam and that gang has, has uh, put together. It's just a, just a wonderful stop, spot. You know, that's, that's a cool story to think about a little bit. Um, you know, with the women's am, obviously that's a unique partnership uh, with Augusta national. Um, I saw you up there the Sunday or the, I guess let's see, it was uh, on a Saturday, the, the final at Augusta national and you were running around uh, working hard. What's it like working, uh, with a client like that, who's tied into, um, um, such a, um, <laughs> a place like Augusta National? Um, well, Champions Retreat is, I mean, it just, it really has such a special place in my heart. Um, they, you know, we started working with them, uh, many years ago and um before the augusta national amateur was was even i i mean who knows i i certainly don't know if that was a figment of ridley's imagination back then but um it was obviously nowhere anywhere near our radar um when we started working with them and just just being able to you know al allow pe bring people there and really tell that story was 
and has been a privilege. Um, it is a, it, an incredible golf hang. Uh, the cottages are absolutely gorgeous and just well appointed, just wonderful. They have the back porches and the rocking chairs and the fire pits and the, you know, just the true Southern hospitality that oozes from that place. And in addition to that, you know, you pair that with some phenomenal golf courses. Um, the, the only place in the world with individual golf courses by the big three, I mean, and, and they're just meticulously, um, well-kept and, and just architecturally really fun, especially when you play all three courses and, and recognize the, the, the architectural differences and the, and the stylistic differences of each of their designers. I mean, that's, it's, it's just really a neat place. Um, so, you know, I would say it, it, again, it's a privilege to be able to, to work on, on that piece of property uh, before we even knew about the women's am. It was the year that this is, this is one of probably my all time, um, career highs, I guess you would say is, um, landing CNN, uh, to come and do a segment. It was shortly after, um, or it was the year that Arnold Palmer mm. passed away and we pitched CNN. And when they said, yes, my jaw <laughs> hit the floor and they said, well, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're, we're probably going to need your help. I was talking with the producer. We're going to need your help in securing, you know, Gary, Gary player and, and Jack Nicholas. And they were like, no, that's what you need to do. You're bringing them to the table. And I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? And, you know, we did and we got them on board and they said they would do the interview, but the only caveat was that their schedules were too busy during master's week that they would have to do it in the brand new unveiled media <laughs> center. And Seth said, no problem. <laughs> and so, yeah, that I mean, just, just talking about it still gives me chills because, I, you know, I was, I was on cloud nine walking into Augusta national that day to execute that, that segment. It was, it was probably one of my all time career highs. And, and then, you know, flash forward a, a, a couple of years and I was supposed to be at the golf writers association meeting at Augusta national on that Wednesday morning. And, uh, some other business kept me from from getting getting out there and I was sitting there at the at this this dining room table like furiously working away when Chairman Ridley's um, press conference came on and I'm just sitting there kind of like half listening in the background like working on this thing that was that I had to get out. And, and when he said the uh, announcement of the Augusta national women's amateur with the first 36 holes to be played at champions retreat, I, I screamed, I was like, what, what? And I had no idea. And my phone started blowing up and I just silenced all of the calls and immediately called my client. And I was like, uh, is there something that you may or may not have forgot to tell me? He's like, Lauren, calm down. Like, I knew you were going to be pissed. <laughs> calm down. I just found out myself about an hour ago. And, you know, it's, it's just the true nature of, of Augusta National. I mean, they keep a lid on everything. But um, yeah, and then the whirlwind ride from there was was just um well exactly that it was a whirlwind and uh and then being able to to actually um host the first 36 it was it was so special you know i mean just to have these women on property and and to watch them and and the excitement of of it and um you know it was it was phenomenal and to say that we were just a small part in in something like that is is certainly um, is is certainly an an honor, um, and so needless to say, I was a little bit crushed that we weren't able to have it this year. But uh, all eyes on twenty. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, as a I was crushed as a fan. I I, I will always remember uh, being able to have the opportunity to go and cover that first um, event, and um, I just 
I just think it's something that's going to have some real staying power in the game. Um, you know, switching gears a little bit, you know, to those who are out there maybe um, uh, who don't have professional PR help in the golf world, um, but probably are in need of some help. <laughs> what kind of what kind of things would you recommend to, you know, whether it's courses or upstart brands or you know anyone else just who's out there trying to make a name for themselves in the golf world? What, what kind of things would you recommend to them, um, you know, for the year ahead and, and just ways to maybe try to make a little noise or spend some good stories their way? Oh, um, gosh, that's a great question. Loaded <laughs> question. Um, I mean, it, it depends. It really, it really does depend on the, on the type of, of business or product or property or, or what it is that you're trying to sell. Um, but, you know, establishing a brand, um, what your brand is, what your brand means, what your pillars are is, is hugely important. Um, and, you know, and from there is really where the, the, the storytelling tentacles kind of can, can develop, um, you know, but everything has to stem back to what defines the brand. And I think that's probably one of the most important things, um, in terms of straight, you know, I mean, social media is price of entry, right? Like if, if you are, if you are anything that comes between you and a consumer, you're going to have to have a social media presence. Um, so, so finding a way to be able to not only establish that social media presence, get with a specialist, get with, you know, somebody who can, can do that for you and create content and, and put out that content in a meaningful and, and strategic way. Um, is really important. Um, and then just from a, from a brand, uh, from a public relations standpoint, I think one of the, the biggest things in order, like one of our biggest tactics that we always um, would tell our clients is the most powerful uh, would be media experiences. You have to allow media to, to see it, touch it, feel it, experience it, to really know what what you're all about because I can sit here and talk until I'm blue in the face and sell you sell you sell sell you on on X golf and our best technology but until until someone until an editor or an influencer or you know someone in the media landscape is able to come and experience exactly what you're talking about that you know you're you they're just they're just listening to your words at face value and and not really understanding fully it's it's not the full effect you know so i would say media experiences would probably be my number one go-to go-to tactic in terms of getting your brand in front of in front of media so they can then you know y you can tell a story to them all day long but if they're able to experience it then they're really able to capture um, the essence of whatever it is that, that you're trying to get. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, you know, speaking of, of really strong brands in the golf world, um, uh, I don't know if there's any golfer alive who doesn't know, um, who Bobby Jones is, was, continues to be <laughs> uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby. Yeah. So, uh, tell, <laughs> tell me a little bit about uncle Bobby and, um, uh, and, and what that name means in your family. Oh gosh, legend. Um, I mean, my dad talked about him so much when we were kids that I thought he was my uncle. So therein is, is, is the uncle Bobby reference. He, uh, he dedicated his first book, um, the, the clubs of Bobby Jones to, to uncle Bobby. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I, I, there was always golf in my life. I mean, my dad had a golf library, still does have, have a golf library that is, that is covered from wall to wall with golf history, with old hickory clubs. I mean, thousands and thousands of them. Um, and you know, I mean, it, it's just, um, Really, I mean, my dad just sent me actually the other day to proof a, uh, uh, it's funny, he calls me his publicist <laughs> now, um, <laughs> to proof a, uh, a, a piece he's doing on Jack White, who nobody, you know, everybody knows, 
what Calamity Jane is, if you know who Bobby Jones is, but, but not many people know about Jack White, who made his driver. And so, um, you know, I mean, it's just, he, you know, my dad is just a really, a really obsessed man. I, I don't really know how to describe it. And, and the, the, the bromance started through law, which is, you know, Sid Vicious's, uh, occupation by day but his his real obsession is is golf course or you know golf history and bobby jones being the 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 pinnacle figure of that obsession um but you know he's he's writing a book on walter hagen and he's and he's written several pieces about about other um prominent figures in the history of golf so um, golf course history has always been something that has been a huge part of our family. And, and when I was a kid, I, I, I was bored. I, it bored me to death. I mean, he would just <laughs> drone on and on and on about, you know, the history and golf and, you know, spoon <laughs> clubs and any hickory shafts and, you know, the twine and he would be in the laundry room, like scrubbing these clubs and like retwining them. And, and anyway, it was just, it just bored me to death. And he tried to get me into, um, into some, go- he put me in a couple of golf clinics and I just kind of passed them off. I was, I was more in, into voice and dance. I, I sang all through, um, through high school and college. And now I'm your, resident karaoke <laughs> queen these days but I and I took dance I mean that was my extracurricular activity and um so I never really played that much and and now over the years I've really gotten into it I'm lousy um golf is golf is hard everybody says the same thing but it, it really is um but yeah I mean Sid is just one of a kind and where those stories when I was a kid just bored me to death. Now I'm fascinated. I could listen to him tell stories, same, same as you. It's why you get stuck in his office for hours on end, because you could just listen to the man for for hours. I mean, he's he's a, a, an incredibly gifted storyteller, not only by voice, but also on Yeah, no, that's no doubt about it. He's uh, one of my favorite people to go and, uh, and, and check in on from time to time. Uh, Hopefully that uh, that story we put together on him for the golfers journal is going to run here before too long. I, they've been they've been holding it for a while, uh, but it's coming. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm excited I can't wait to see for it. Print. I think it's going it's going to be really cool. Um, the uh, um, you know experiences of your dad I know also led to a lot of interesting connections and relationships. Uh, you know, here re- recently the world lost uh, uh, the the real 007, the original 007, mm-hmm. um, Sir Sean Connery. I know he's always had a good relationship with uh, not only your dad, but your family. Uh, any interesting stories from all those days together with him? Oh, oh, Sir Sean. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Everybody reached out um, when when he passed. And, uh, you know, I called my dad and he said, you know, I was just glad that I got to talk to him on his last birthday. He called him on his, on his, uh, on his most recent birthday and they had a, a good hearty discussion discussion. And, um, but yeah, so, so the history of that relationship started, um, with the life and times of Bobby Jones, my dad's kind of coffee table signature, um, book that he, he produced into a film um, that was played uh, several times, um, some consecutive years, some off consecutive years uh, before the masters. And um, he, he, long story about how, but basically Sean Connery was the, the voice, the narrator of, of that video. And dad had to fly out to Scotland and they actually recorded it on one of those old like cassette tape (laughs) recorders um, in, in the Caledonian hotel in Edinburgh and they just became fast friends and they've played everywhere from, you know, St. Andrews, Augusta national. They've, um, they've, they've played a lot of, of really, um, phenomenal golf together and at some, some phenomenal places. And, um, you know, I, I was probably in my, uh, 
early 20s and I had just had this horrible breakup with this guy that was a total <laughs> loser and I was at the house and I'm just sitting there and I, I, I was, you know, moping around and dad comes home and he's like, hey, do you want to go to Atlanta this weekend and meet Sean Connery? And I was like, oh, yeah. And so he was flying him in um, to Eastlake to work with uh, work with Tom Cousins on becoming involved in, in, in the program, the, the foundation program that he has up, up there. And um, and so he, you know, here we are, we load up. My dad's notorious for, for crappy vehicles. <laughs> and um, and he just runs them until the wheels fall off. And so he's got this like old Lincoln town car. And he loves the Lincoln town cars because they like ride like a Burka lounger, right? <laughs> You're just riding in this recliner. And so it's me and my mom and we're riding up to Atlanta. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I we've got this long car ride. So I'm just going to throw on some sweats and no makeup. And I'm, we're riding along. We get to Atlanta. Of course, we get stuck in traffic. So we're running behind and and we've got to go get dad's got to go pick up Sean from from the airport. Um, but we're running behind. So he dumps mom off at the, the Alexis Sterling house, um, which is where we were staying. And uh, so that she can get all of the open the house, get the provisions ready, get that, get out the cheese and the crackers and get the wine and get all of that stuff ready. And he's like, you're coming with me. We've got to go now. And I'm like, oh, my God, I look like hell when I'm going to meet Sean Connery. And so, uh, you know, he, he, he makes me jump in the, in the driver's seat, drop dad, drop Sid off at the, at the Atlanta airport right out front so he can go inside and find Sean Connery. And so I had to do the loops and circle round and round until they come out. And every single time I drove by, I'm like craning my neck, like, is he here yet? Is he here yet? And so anyway, long, he, here comes dad walking along with Sean Connery and they, I scuttle into the back and of uh, the town car and dad gets in the driver's seat. Sean gets in the front seat. This woman comes up to the car and she's like, Oh my God, can I have your autograph? And he's, you know, signs it for her and off we go. And Sean just turned around and he looked at me and he was like, Oh, hello. And I was like, Hey, I'm Sid's daughter. <laughs> you know, like, just, you know, starstruck sitting in the back seat. And so off we go, we get back to the house and, you know, they're signing books and everything. And in true dad form, he or, he orders this limo to come and pick us up to take us to dinner to Bones in Atlanta. And if you've never been to Bones of Atlanta, it's a, it's an amazing steakhouse. Go. It's so good. Um, and so I got this hotsy totsy dress and these like sky high heels. And I come, you know, curl my hair and come walking out. And he's like, oh, my God, you must be a model. I was like, oh my God. And then, and then so it's it's Sean. Well, I'm sorry, it's mom and dad, it's Tom Cousins and his wife Anne, and it's me and Sean. And so he, you know, he he asked me, Are you gonna get cold? So that's uh, it's quite chilly, you don't have a shawl or anything. I was like, Nope, I'm not getting not getting cold sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and so we walk arm in arm into Bones of Atlanta, and I'll never forget it. There was this guy at the bar with a with a Pilsner glass of beer, and he drops his beer, and it <laughs> shatters on the floor, and he goes, "Holy shit, that's Sean Connery!" And I was like, "I'm going to be on the cover of People magazine." <laughs> it was this mystery one, right? So the rest of the evening was great. You know, it was two two plus hour dinner. Uh, we had incredible conversation. He's exactly, or was was exactly as you would as you would imagine him to be. You know, he is he is exactly the same human being in person as you would as you would imagine. And so we get back to the house, and and mom's like, I, you know, it's me and dad and Sean sitting around drinking scotch. Mom is like, I'm going to bed. We're sitting there, and we're just shooting the bull, talking about everything, politics, theology, golf. And, you know, and then we decide that we're about to turn in and he gets up and, and, and he pats me on the ass and he gives me a kiss on the lips and he's like, good night, dear. And I was like, oh my God, Sean Connery just kissed me on the lips and pat me on the ass. 
And it's really funny. The next day they were out on the golf course, him and dad, and dad was like, if you ever touch my daughter's ass again. <laughs> <laughs> Not many men have uh, tales like that about uh, direct threats to 007. I know, right? I know. That that was their relationship, it. though. I mean, dad always gave them crap, you know? I mean, they always, uh, and, and he gave it right back. I mean, you know, that's what I think, you know, dad, dad never really has much, you know, and that like, if you're a human, you're a human. It doesn't really matter what your title is or who you are. He's going to treat you the same. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, they heckled each other a lot. Oh, that's so funny. Years. Well, uh, I think, uh, you know, your dad's, uh, affection for golf and, uh, ability to weave stories about the game has certainly, uh, had a great influence on you because you, you do much of the same, my friend. And it's always fun to see. Oh, that's really sweet. I appreciate it. You're making me laugh. <laughs> well, that's what we do. Um, well, look, Hey, it's been, <laughs> I could sit here. I, you're just like your dad. You're a good storyteller. I could sit here and do this for hours, but, uh, I, I feel like I always end up, uh, uh, bringing my conversation to an end with everyone because, I typically record right before I have to go pick uh, my beautiful little daughter uh, up from uh, from daycare. But this has been great, wonderful conversation. Yeah, I'm so I'm so thrilled yeah, for your, your I, new gig and just everything you're up to. I, I I can't wait to see what comes of it. It's really exciting. I'm pumped. I appreciate you saying that. That's kind kind words coming from you, sir. I uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's um, it's it's daunting, but I love a good well, challenge. Well, you're. So. Uh, I consider you know between you and me and uh, Sid Vicious and a few other select individuals, uh, all charter members of the Tallahassee Golf Mafia, and uh, you know we're <laughs> we're going to continue to reshape that world one day at a time, right? Yeah, we need to uh we need to get a foursome going. Let's uh let's get out there and hey, hit the I'm, sticks I'm, soon. I've gone through a much uh more uh conducive change career change to that uh sliding out to the golf course more regularly. So uh let's make it happen. I would uh I would love to opportunity to play with y'all and uh tell some tall tales soon. Love it. Well awesome. hey Lauren. Thanks for uh thanks for coming on. Great talking with you. I can't wait till we can do it again and uh Hopefully in 2021, we'll, uh, we'll get to go on a couple of uh, grand adventures somewhere down the line. Sounds All like right. plan, Good talking Ryan. to you, dear. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Okay, Bye-bye. sounds good.